0: Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had. And she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first. And she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough... Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat, and imprimatur, and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ
1: welcome to the bread of life catholic bible study the paraclete the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that i have told you john 14 26 in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen father we cannot understand your word without your grace we acknowledge your, our weakness so your power can reach perfection in us. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide us to the truth. And may we share as soon as possible whatever you teach us. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. We this, For this week, we are going to do all three readings for the ascension of our Lord. We will begin with... The first reading, Acts 1, 1 to 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I dealt with all that Jesus did and taught until the day he was taken up after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. He presented himself alive to them by many proofs after he had suffered appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While meeting with them, he enjoined them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father about which you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When they had gathered together, they asked him, Lord, Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He answered them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons that the Father has established by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were looking up, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him from their sight. While they were looking intently at the sky as he was going, suddenly two men dressed in white garments stood beside them. The word of the Lord. Personal question. How have you been convinced that Jesus is alive today? Deacon Ken, in one of his old books, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he said, Scripture and Tradition. And I answer that by the love I see between family members and friends. Through the love and forgiveness I see in my brothers and sisters to those who don't deserve it. How will the Lord come down from heaven and what will happen to the living, the believers in him? 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 says, For the Lord himself with the word of command, with the voice of an archangel, And with the trumpet of God will come down from heaven and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Thus, we shall always be with the Lord. Personal question. How are you preparing for Jesus's return? Deacon Ken said, by bringing myself more into compliance with his word. In his church, I am standing on his promise. In fact, I am betting my life and my soul on it. And I answer that by saying, staying close to Jesus in word and sacrament and obeying the authorities he has put over me by doing what he tells me. And that is loving, adoring and reverencing him and loving others the way he has loved me. The Commentary on Acts 1, 1 to 11. This passage begins with Luke addressing the Roman official called Theophilus. Luke was implying that Jesus' work continues in Acts through the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts is called by many the fifth gospel in that it tells about the lives and events of the new church, Jesus showed the apostles after his suffering and death, his many wounds. He gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He told them that they would then receive this Holy Spirit and they would receive power and become his witnesses to the ends of the earth. He then was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. Today, He is still alive in the power that lives within his church and within you as a member of the community of his disciples. You have become a temple of that power by your baptism and confirmation. The power that split the Red Sea for Moses lives within you. The power that impregnated Mary with Jesus lives within you. The power that baptized Jesus in the Jordan River lives within you. The power that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you. He is alive and he lives in you, waiting to be given freely to the hurt, the lost, the sick, the lonely, and the captive throughout the ends of the earth. A second reading for the Ascension is Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. A reading from the word of the Lord. That the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him. May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches of his glory and his inheritance among the holy ones? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power in us who believe? In accord with the exercise of his great might, which he worked in Christ, raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every principality, authority, power, and dominion, And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things beneath his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. The word of the Lord. So what do your eyes represent? And if your eyes are good, what will your body be? Matthew 6, 22 says, the lamp of the body is the eye. If your eye is sound, your whole body will be filled with light. What is a lamp to our feet and light to our path? Psalm one nineteen one o five 105 says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. Who is the head of every man? Who is the head of the woman and who is the head of Christ? 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I want you to know that Christ is the head of every man and a husband, the head of his wife, and God, the head of Christ. There is one what? Ephesians 4.4 says, One body and one spirit, as you are also called to the one hope of your call. How is the body of Christ built up? Ephesians 4, 11 and 12 says, and he gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Personal question. How have the eyes of your heart been enlightened to the, to the surpassing greatness of His power in you, Deacon can answer that through the presence of the Holy Spirit who resides in me, through Scripture and Church teaching, through Jesus Christ. I answered it through His Word. I see things differently, more like He wants me to see things, and I experience His love and saving power in me. The commentary. In this passage, St. Paul is praying and giving thanks for the gifts that have been given to the believers. We today are reminded to thank God for the gifts of wisdom and knowledge that are available to us today. We grow in wisdom and knowledge through prayer, Scripture, sacraments, and Catholic Church teaching. This follows an order of discipline and humility. Our hope for the future is not in an ambiguous feeling. On the contrary, it is a complete assurance of victory through the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus Christ. We see many on all sides fearing nuclear disaster, computer meltdown, and the collapse of morals. We must always remember we belong to the God of the universe who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. God's great power is available to help us today through the Holy Spirit in the community of faith. Scripture tells us that with God, nothing is impossible. Philippians 4.13. Paul tells us in Scripture that we do not have to fear anything or anyone because nothing can separate us from God and his love. Romans 8.31-39. When we talk about the fullness of the Catholic Church, we are talking about Christ filling the church with gifts and blessings. The church itself is the full expression of Christ, who himself is the fullness of God, Ephesians 3.19. The image of the body shows the church's unity. We should not attempt to work, serve, or worship on our own. There are no lone ranges in the body of Christ. Each one of us is involved with all the others as we go about doing God's work on earth. Now we go into the gospel for this ascension. Mark 16, 15 to 20. He said to them, go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The word of the Lord. When is there no condemnation? Romans eight one says, hence now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Personal, what signs are accompanying your belief in Jesus at home, at work or at school? Deacon Ken said, believe in healing prayer. And I put, I wrote when Ken was alive, By my affirmation to Ken, I seek God healing him. When I am loving to him, the sign of God's love is present in healing. Today, I see tremendous healings take place in people I pray over. I see people heal when I affirm them or when the church affirms them. Mark 16, 15 to 20. We hear, this is the commentary. We hear Jesus telling his disciples to go into the world and tell everyone the good news that he has reconciled us with God. And those who believe in him can be forgiven and live eternally with God. The number one priority in the church today is evangelization. We have disciples today in all parts of the world who are preaching this gospel to people who have never heard about Christ and also to people who have turned away from Christ the driving power that carries missionaries around the world proclaiming Christ is the holy spirit as we grow in our relationship with Christ we will experience the power of the holy spirit we have heard about and seen the times When God intervenes miraculously to protect his followers, we have seen on occasion special powers given to them. Paul handled the snake safely, Acts 28.5. And some disciples did some healing, Matthew 10.1 and Acts 31.7-8. We must always remember that we are to trust God, not test him by putting yourself in dangerous situations. But should we find ourselves in danger, God will protect us. The church continues to lay hands on the sick and to pray for their healing in body and in spirit and in the anointing of the sick. As a great blessing from God, the healing power of Christ is always at our disposal. This passage emphasizes Christ's power as well as his servanthood. Jesus's life and teaching turned the world upside down. As believers, we are called to be servants of Christ. Jesus's physical work was complete when he ascended into heaven. Our work and his name continues on. The application for this lesson The first reading tells us as the apostles were looking on, Jesus was lifted up and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The second reading, God seated Jesus at his right hand in the heavens and gave him his head over all things to the church. And in the gospel, the Lord Jesus was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. And the Lord worked with his disciples and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. This week, let us go to someone who is sick in our family, our community or our parish, to pray with them. Proclaim the good news to them that Jesus is alive as you lay hands on them. Pray for their healing and watch for the accompanying signs that God will perform of hope, joy, and peace, healing in spirit and in body, as God sees fit to bless them. We covered all three readings in this lesson, and I would highly suggest you go back and you do the questions to each of the readings and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you and that you will experience your own personal encounter with the Lord as you do this on your own. So thank you for being with us today. Let us pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. We look forward to Pentecost Sunday, the birthday of the church. God bless you. Have a good week. To more fully participate each week, you
0: may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org, that's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G, to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, Go to our website at Magnificat-Ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at CST at AOL.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.